Bandwidth for Erotic Awakening is provided by thekinkybutton.com. Read a wonderful blog post about why I choose to be out. It wasn't written by me. That's just the title of it. Thekinkybutton.com. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Every Thursday, your hosts, Dan and Dawn, share with you their experience and insights on kink, power exchange, and erotic life, as well as bring you interviews with exciting people from various lifestyles. Then every Monday, you'll hear from our various guest hosts. These nationally known educators bring a variety of experience to the mics and share with you an ever-increasing diverse world of alternative life. Erotic Awakening is intended for mature audiences. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. <laughs> Caught you while you were sipping the coffee, huh? <laughs> you did. Uh, this morning, we will be doing a podcast. It is episode four of our review of 100 Fetishes. Ooh. We also have a very interesting question of the day about keeping the kids out of your stuff. Mm-hmm. And all kinds of other stuff. I also want to mention, by the way, real quickly, to get started, uh, over the last six months or so, people have been hearing about Manor Gear. Yes. Today is the last day of their advertising Aww. run, so they've been a fantastic supporter of the podcast for the previous six months or so. Mm-hmm. So, one more time. Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Manor Gear. Manor Gear is owned by a lifestyle couple of over 20 years' experience and sells handcrafted leather goods. They specialize in custom-made items and repairs. <gasps> the repair of yours. See, they would stick with us if I had more breath and could say that all in one breath. <laughs> Restoration of your leather goods, slave tested and master approved. Find out more at mannergear.com. And old oh, podcast listeners, feel free to head over to mannergear.com and send them an email saying, I heard about you on Erotic Awakening. Maybe they'll re up. Nice, nice. It's worth a try. They're great. They actually yeah, support us in a couple of different ways. Absolutely. So this is just one of they them. They are our purple and gold sponsor at the uh, Power Exchange Summit yes, as they well, are. Uh, which we will talk a little about a little bit more later. Awesome, awesome. So, so good morning. Good morning. It's an early morning, and you might hear birds in the background because usually I shut off that door so there's no extra noise from outside. Mm -hmm. Spring finally arrived in Ohio, so I'm listening to the birds before it gets cold again. It is spring right now. (laughs) Right now. Give it about an hour and it'll be cold again. I would say by this weekend, it may who knows what it'll be like, but Mm -hmm. uh, it just so happens this weekend we are going to be in... Akron, Akron, Ohio? Yes. What are we teaching? We are teaching sensual spanking. Oh, very cool. Ooh, that's going to be fun. <laughs> if you are in the <laughs> Akron, Ohio class. area, feel free to check out the Purple Rose Society, mm-hmm. and we will be there presenting. It's going to be fun. So, awesome. You want to just jump right into some of the other stuff that we have? Absolutely. Actually, let's knock Ooh. one off the fetish list. Oh, okay. I like to jump right in that. And then I'm going to talk about kinky college. Okay. Okay. So, uh, oh, do I have to start at the top again? I, I, I will start at the top of mine because we can get through it very quickly. Okay. Forced homosexuality. Yeah, not our thing. No. As a matter of fact, um, <laughs> if it's truly forced homosexuality, then I'm actually opposed to it. Because right. then there's issues of consent. If it's more of a role play or a... Uh, hey, I really want to be pushed in this direction, but I'm afraid and need some help. That's fine. Go mm-hmm. for it. Uh, either way, 
you've never needed to be forced to be with another woman. <laughs> Matter of fact, uh, held back a little probably is more appropriate. <laughs> and I certainly don't need to be forced to jump on another guy. I just need to find one that I find attractive. Mm-hmm. Enough. Attractive I, I, <laughs> enough. <laughs> and where you are the dominant in the, this relationship, the whole idea of forcing you to be yes. anything just doesn't work for me. So, awesome. So there's the first one of the day. Um, you know, I would say, though, if podcast listeners, if, if anyone is actually experienced with forced homosexuality and how it's worked for you, give us a holla and be on the show. I'd be curious how that went. Yeah, I'd be curious, too, because I kind of flipped it in my head a little bit of, all right, if you're a straight person and you're being forced to a forced homosexuality scene, that's not a cuckold scene, because to me, that would be two different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But be like... Um, in part of a homosexual couple and you're being forced to be hetero. Right. To me, it's... I don't know. I'm kind of curious to, it, to see how people... If yeah, done I, it before. I think if you do this as a, as a kink, mm-hmm. right? This is something where you're a, uh, a closet bi, perhaps, mm-hmm. and as a role play, you're forced. Or if you just like the humiliation. Yeah. But see, to me, that's humiliation play more than... But, eh, yeah, I could see that too. Anyway... Okay, so, <laughs> moving on. I'm, I'm curious if anybody's done yes. that before. Like I said, I've heard of it in a cuckold scene before um, where the um, person being cuckolded, cuckolded is um, forced to, forced to um, uh, early pleasure the bull. I think oh. is how, they, how they, they term that. So, anyway, we can't wrap our head around it so it's not flowing so well with, it, with the stuff that I have in my head. So, Kinky College. We just got back from Kinky College. What an amazing event. We got to we do something a, a little different this yep. time. Well, we did two things a little different. For one, we brought Karen with us. And, uh, yeah, so that was an interesting change right there. Mm-hmm. In that, um, if you're a podcast listener, you've heard, you've heard Karen's name before, uh, but she does not go with us as she... Now she got, we we spend time together at uh, like Winter Wickedness and Cope. Those are hometown events, but mm-hmm. she actually is working the event. She has her purpose to be there. Right. This time she is really part of it was just she was a guest of ours, mm-hmm. and part of it is was the other part that you're going to talk about with Kinky College. Right, which is that um, we, we not we as in me and you, but um, our students brought in Scarlet Sanctuary to mm-hmm. Kinky College in Chicago. So we had. Um, Lady Day Pomona and Phoenix Spirit out of Toledo, who run our um, Path of the Conditioning program, mm-hmm. they were there in Chicago. And then I'm always trying to get their name right. Um, o Ryder and Ellie Dior, I think is how she pronounced it, from our Chicago contingent, but also not our sh- sh- Chicago contingent. They also run um, Temple Incognita mm-hmm. out of Chicago. So we had. Um, us and Karen, who runs Scarlet Sanctuary here, we had, uh, like I said, Toledo contingent, Chicago contingent. We had a panel of Kadishti <laughs> running the Scarlet Sanctuary, plus people that have graduated the POTQ program, and it was just amazing. Chicago had never heard of the Scarlet Sanctuary. Um, some of the people that our podcast listeners had that, that came through. But we ended up taking one of the runes that's not used for anything else, doing our magic of turning it into sacred space and reds and massage tables and music and, you know, and we gave sacred touch to, what was it, almost 40 people mm-hmm. in less than three hours. Yeah. So just amazing work. And 
people people were waiting outside of the room for their turn and I would walk out to take a break and they would stop me and they're like I don't really know what's going on in there but I'm watching everybody's face when they come out and I can't wait for my turn <laughs> <laughs> so really interesting experience it's always neat to bring the Scarlet Sanctuary, which is our little uh, slice of sacred sexuality, into a kink event. And, um, and although Karen called Kinky College a leather event, I don't think I would go that far. But it's certainly, it's not a uh, woo event. It's not a... Uh, Pure play event? A, well, I was going to say it's not so much of a leather event or a... Uh, it's not, I'm sorry, it's not a sacred sexuality event. It's not a tantra event. It's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it is a, it's a kink event. Mm-hmm. So it was neat to bring that that too there and it's neat to see it accepted so well do you know what else was amazing to me this is the first time now we've only taken it out of columbus we've taken it to cleveland twice we've taken it to dayton once per request but this time in chicago i worked out of the eight nine ten people i worked on Mm -hmm. i only had two women and they were part of a couple a lot more males than we're used to when we do the columbus group it's very interesting a lot more males that was really neat to me how interesting it was to undress all these males i thought kind of neat actually i don't get that chance that much <laughs> and um, so i got to undress all these guys and just have them on the table and they just relax mm-hmm. while they're given sacred touch and it was just amazing to me how open that they are so i don't know but had a fabulous time also got to sit in on the panel of spirituality and kink so yeah that was interesting that too. was interesting too because all of us on the panel um, again, identify as Kaddishti, but none of us practice it the same way. So, and um, Kaddishti, maybe you can put that in the in the note stand and uh, just the word, and people can look that up and they can find out that um, that means practitioner or priest or priestess of sacred sexuality and just the fact that we all do it differently. Absolutely. Yay. All right. Can I do another one? Yes. You, well, you haven't <laughs> done one yet. I haven't done one yet. That's true. Okay, so on my list, I'll start at the top, is collars. I like my collars. You do like your collar. <laughs> I would say that collars for us isn't so much of a fetish Mm-mm. as it is more of a symbol, more equitable to a wedding ring. Mm-hmm. Um, although there is a fetish aspect when I am putting a collar on you or taking a collar off because we do it somewhat ritually. Yes, so there's never a time that I can think of that you just slap a collar on my neck. You know, I wear my day collar, and then when we're at events, I get to put on my big, honking, black leather collar, and I love it. I love the ritual aspect of it. I love how it feels on my neck. I feel owned. I feel, it. I just, I, yeah, it is just fabulous. And then we just added something else to it that might go in with this as well. Mm-hmm. The slave bracelets. Oh, yeah. Oh, just got these. And, and you asked if I wanted to take them off. And it's like, yeah, no. <laughs> We're playing Dominion and I'm wearing a collar and <laughs> slave bracelets. So I loved it. It was mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, one on my list is the forced masturbation. You got a lot of forced ones. You must have. I have F. Yes, I have the F. I have a couple of forced ones in a row. So forced masturbation. Um, wow. Yeah, we actually uh, <laughs> experienced this not too long ago with a somebody that used to uh, run around with us. Um, in that, I had them just lay on the floor in self pleasure while we were doing other things, uh-huh. and uh, we pretended to ignore them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I seem to recall throwing down a uh, random object from the 
room we were in, just mm-hmm. finding a random object and throwing it down there and say, you know, fuck yourself with that thing. Right. I don't remember what the thing was. All I don't of a remember sudden, either. <laughs> but um, that wasn't the interesting part. <laughs> what was the interesting part? Oh, just the fact that they picked it up and oh used yeah, it. yeah, with no hesitation. So that was very. Uh, I find forced masturbation, at least leading it, mm-hmm. uh, to be very erotic. And you've done that to me before at Dark Odyssey. Dark Odyssey Winter. Mm-hmm. They had the sex room. And just had the mattresses and stuff like uh-huh. that because they've got the swinger cont- contingent that come to Dark Odyssey as well at the hotel event. Uh-huh. And I can remember the dungeons weren't really talking to us. The dungeons weren't really talking to us. And we ended up in the oh, sex yeah. room and you had me strip and then lay there in front of everybody and masturbate. And that's so fucking hot. Yes. <laughs> Again, we're, you know, we're, we're pretty flexible with this forced, you know, yes. forcing you to do something <laughs> I really want to do. Take me to a swing do. club and masturbate. Yay! Right. <laughs> Not really forced. What else do you have on your list? Um, I have corsets. As a fetish? As a fetish. Some people dig it. Some people dig it. Um, I mean, think of, oh, shoot, I don't know what name to use on the podcast with the person from Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. So they are into the corsets, the corsets and the bloomers and, you know, all that type of stuff, the vintage wear. Whereas I just looked at pictures taken of me at our last photo shoot yes. with me in that red corset. I am drooling over how these pictures turned out. Uh-huh. But I can't say corsetry is a fetish. I just like how hot right. <laughs> I looked at the pictures. <laughs> yes, uh, and we were looking at those pictures, and you and, of course, and Mr. Malaprop did a wonderful job. Mm-hmm. And he won't let us release them until we, uh, he looks at them, the ones right. we like, and he says, okay, make them better. Yes. Um, <laughs> I would say, yeah, corsetry for us isn't really a fetish per se. It's... A clothing option. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got, what else you got? Cool. Oh, on the fetish list? Yeah. Oh, the next one jumps right into cutting. So cutting is on my list. Yeah, what else you got? <laughs> Some people definitely dig the idea of cutting, uh, but the uh, few times that I have gone to watch a cutting demo... Um, so... It's not one of our fetishes. I actually have somewhat of a... I am totally cool with most BDSM activities, but some of them uh, don't work for me. This mm-hmm. is one of them that doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. There is a wacky... Some people find cutting to be very spiritual, yes. even. And for myself, that's a level of destruction to the body that I find spiritually uh, problematic for me. Okay. So cutting doesn't do it for me. Okay. And see, and I have it on my list to look at, but um, because of that very reason, I would find it a spiritual thing. But when you word it like that, that it's a destruction of the body, Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, yeah, that is permanent. That's why we decided not to do branding a long time ago. That's why we decided not to do, you know, a couple of things. And um, I watched a cutting scene and I, yeah, I don't know that I can do it. But if I did, I wouldn't do it with a random person. I even see people doing it with random people. Sure. And um, though they may be skilled, I want it to be somebody I know. So probably a cutting scene, I can think of two people I would do that with. One would be you, but if you're not into it, right. I'm not going to ask you to do it. I, after watching the scene, I didn't even know that I could do it. And I say that about very few things. Um, And then the other person is just because I've known them for a while and I know they'd be skilled at it. And I know they get the spiritual concept. Right. So 
But, again, you know, it's not just a kink to me then. It's, it's a spiritual thing if it happened. This will have to be another one where if uh, you're listening and saying, oh, mm-hmm. you don't get it, it is an ecstatic experience mm-hmm. for me, then you'll have to come on the podcast and explain it because, no, I don't get it. Right. I mean, it ends up in scars. So, and um, I mean, obviously people do it. I, I see cuttings on people all the time. So, I. Mm. Oh, okay. Should we go through? The new subscribers to the newsletter. <laughs> I just put out a newsletter um, about a week ago, too. So, And basically what it does is it just keeps people up to date. I know we talk a lot about it on the podcast, but sometimes you may not um, get the links or um, some of the other stuff that we talk about. And I put everything on the newsletter, so everything that we're doing. So it's usually updates on Power Exchange Summit, where we're presenting. Um, oh, I just did the OSU panel, too, for um, the poly the oh, poly yeah. panel, so that went really well. So yay! Okay. What's that, so what's that like to go to a college and talk to college students about being polyamorous? It's really neat. This is like the sixth time I've done it. You've done it once or twice before, mm-hmm. and um, it's really neat to sit in front of a crowd of I don't want to say kids because they're like twenty one, twenty two. Um, they're younger than my kids, <laughs> but we did find a young poly couple to come with us as well. So it was me, one other person, and then a young couple that were more the age of the college uh-huh, kids right, so right. that they could, you know, uh, really um, see that it's not, you know, just people our age. Right. And um, it was real. The questions were different this time. Usually when we go in, it's the same questions, right? And then this time there were some different questions. And then the professor, who is used to this, so she's already designing the web of relationships on the blackboard behind us before we even get started but you know it kind of surprises the students with how okay we are with all these relationships that we're just spouting out you know I'm talking about me and you and how you have Karen and how Karen has C and C has V and V has M and you know like that and then you know the girl that was with me S she's talking about how she's got H and he's got his girlfriend and she's got L and you know and and the students are just like wow and you guys are okay so they ask the jealousy question they ask the what if there was a baby <laughs> come up out of this you know question they ask the um, how'd you know you were poly so they really had good questions and there was actually a couple of students once again this happens every class mm-hmm. a couple of students that stopped us afterwards after all their classmates left to pull us aside and ask us more personal questions. Right. Neat. So, yay. Good, <laughs> that good. Was fun. I, I it's it, part of our, um, uh, you know, part of the, the, and I hate to say it this way, but part of the um, mission of the Erotic Awakening is mm-hmm. as our educational aspect of it, and that was a great way to do that. Absolutely. So, and I mean, they saw the light on our faces as we're talking about it, you know, and things like that. And they were just very respectful Mm -hmm. and really flowed with the questions. I don't think we got through everything. Of course, we covered safer sex because they didn't get that part. You know, they just thought it was a free for all at some point. And, you know, that was that was awesome, awesome, awesome. Very cool. I totally derailed your new subscribers thing. You did, but that's okay. You know, we do so much sometimes I forget about everything that we do and how exciting it is. (laughs) All right, so new subscribers. We've got Lucky Sir. Oh, this is amazing. Look how international this is. We've got Lucky Sir out of Virginia. Daddy Scott from Alberta. Void George from Florida. Uh, Master Yang from Winnipeg. Dark Glass from Indiana. Atlanta Dom from Atlanta. 
Kevin from Ohio. <laughs> Red Sonia from Western Australia. Master P from Quebec. Ruby from Pennsylvania. And Fabian from Germany. Wow. Isn't that neat? That's a big international slice. That is. So, love I it. hope we see all those people at the Power Exchange Summit, which is coming up on May 24, 25, 26. Yes. Uh, all of your favorite podcast stars from Erotic Awakening uh, will be there. Not all of them, actually. Not all of them. <laughs> but, but many of them but will many be of there. Them. And uh, it is a three-day event of uh, focused on the power exchange and power exchange relationships. It is. And one of those stars that's going to be there, one of those podcast stars, mm-hmm. is uh, Casey Cunningham. Did you just see me? I just wiggled in my seat. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Casey Cunningham, if you guys look back on um, the podcast, there is a place where we... Probably last August would be where the podcast is because we interviewed her at GLLA. Mm-hmm. Um, is an interview with Casey Cunningham, and she is the author of the book Conquer Me, which um, I highly recommend to submissives and to dominants because there's some good sections in there. Um, and it's just, it's just fabulous writing. She really captures some of the thoughts of a submissive very well and you know some of the, the struggles that we have within ourselves. So... Amazing! I can't wait to see her again. It is one of the few books that you've actually been gaga over on mm-hmm. Power Exchange. Um, besides ours. Besides ours, of course, <laughs> of course. So that we're looking forward to that. You can find out more about the Power Exchange Summit at powerexchangesummit.org. Uh, very much appreciate those that have already signed up and are heading over there. Yes. Um, and it's really planning, planning that to be a fantastic event. Uh, three days of actually living in Power Exchange. Uh-huh. Um, so you, just, you can't wait. You say that living in power exchange, and then I'm all excited because I'm also looking for a rockabilly dress with oh. a full <laughs> skirt. And there's a reason I'm looking for that. And it's for PXS. And we'll tell you later why. <laughs> so you have time to buy yours if and you want one. <laughs> I'm not going to wear a rockabilly skirt, but... No, but I can so see you in jeans with a white t-shirt and, and I was getting ready to say slicked back hair. If I Sorry. had any hair left, yes. <laughs> Cigarette pack rolled up in your in your sleeve. <laughs> uh, the next two I have on my fetish list. I have forced nudity, and we'll talk about that together with forced servitude. Um, although I guess they are somewhat different. Again, so forced nudity, we don't know nothing about. We don't do forced nudity per se. As a fetish, we do it as a power exchange learning tool. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to leave that one off because I don't want it to be confused. And I really don't understand forced nudity as a fetish at all. Right. Other than the whole concept of the same way we do forced homosexuality, forced masturbation, you're assisting me in doing something I want to do anyway. Right. Forced servitude, um, same, same idea. It's a concept. I get it. But we do it for a power exchange learning tool, not right. from a... So do one off your list. I don't like either one of those. Okay. Yeah, forced is kind of that, <clears throat> that kind of gray area. All right. So I have dilation. And I'm not so sure what that means. I, the only way I can picture it would be dilating a female. The only time I've dilated is when I've had kids. I mean, so I'm not exactly <laughs> sure what it is. Oh, okay, list maker. You got us on that one. <laughs> what else you got? Um, <laughs> Double penetration. Oh. Well, I know you're not interested in that, so let's move wait, on. Wait, wait, yes, I am. Yes, I am. It's just hard to put together. <laughs> uh, so, double penetration from a perspective of having two cocks enter you at the same time. We haven't done that yet, have we? We have not. I mean, we've used toys and stuff like that. So, you know, there's been that experience, and that's hot, hot, hot in and of itself. But um, the whole thing. 
and maybe I'm just picky, maybe, or maybe I, I'm just not looking in the right place, but we've had a really hard time. That's been on my fantasy list for a very long time, and we finally gave up looking for for people to participate in this because most of the guys are afraid of, uh, <laughs> it's called crossing swords. <laughs> <laughs> they love the whole idea of it as long as their nibbly bits don't have to touch the other guy's nibbly bits. Mm-hmm. And you know what? When you're at the V of legs, and that's where both places are, <laughs> there's only so much room. You may <laughs> touch the other person's nibbly bits. And I haven't been able to find anybody that's willing to roll with that. <laughs> it's so bad. It is bad. The, um, <laughs> hey, but the plenty of people do it, plenty of people get into it, so we just haven't had any luck finding those two people. And you know what? Every once in a while, I'll, I'll say everybody should live out all their fantasies. But then again, every once in a while, I'll say, you know, maybe some stuff needs to stay fantasies. I'm also afraid if I live this one out, it may ruin right. the fantasy for me because I'll talk to people about it and they'll go, <clears throat> oh, yeah, it turns into a comedy fest. And I'm like, well, I don't want it to be a comedy fest. They're like, well, it takes a while to get lined up. I'm like, well, that's not what I'm looking for. We have to actually, now we know people, uh, we actually have to follow up with the people from the Midwest mm-hmm. so-and-so group. And I can't remember the name of the group, but they do the gangbang. Right, every... right. I was pointing the postcard out ah. to you. That's why I kept pointing at the table, but I can't see it from here. <laughs> the, we have the, they do a gangbang every, I don't know, monthly or something. something like and that. it's very successful. And we wanted to talk to them at Kinky College, never had the opportunity. Um, but uh, so there's somebody who's doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to find out from them how to successfully we'll, we'll do a double penetration. Do some, some, we'll have to go do some field research. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, Adventures in Sexuality is sponsored in part by Erotic Awakening. Or vice versa. (laughs) (laughs) Take two. Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's Kinky Fun Group. Coming up next on May 18th, another fantastic party at the Princeton Club. Find out more at adventuresinsexuality.org. Awesome, awesome. All right. We've got Facebook likes this time. Lauren, uh huh. Lauren Facebooked us, and then we had a comment from Danica, and Danica sent us a tentacle link. I saw that tentacle the tentacle leggings. leggings. That was pretty neat looking. That was neat looking. <laughs> that was neat looking. You also have uh, commented, <clears throat> excuse me, that uh, Void George gave us a five stars on uh, the Power Exchange and Judaism episode. That one's got a lot of hits, actually. It, it has. Uh, well, we found it interesting, too, though Though he did say that we were rock stars in his book. It's like, yeah, no, no, no. And sent links to tentacle jewelry. So. And we've got a lot awesome. of feedback also on that episode we did on how to bottom, specifically that um, insurance card question, yes. whether a submissive or the bottom, I should say, should carry an insurance card with them. Um, and a lot of interesting comments on that. One of them, including this one, where the uh, if the bottom doesn't have insurance and the injury is the top's fault, the top could be held responsible for the medical bills via a lawsuit, Ooh, which uh, was something. an interesting aspect I hadn't, I thought, hadn't of. thought of. Yeah, and then um, oh, you know what? Oh, okay. So there's three people in the running for like tentacle sending the most tentacle links. Okay, and all three of them are are on our notes today. We've got Fat Master. Chip the Tentacle Guy, and Bat. So Fat Master sent us a link to like a, a tentacle wall decals. Yeah. That'd be so awesome to have like in a dungeon. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. With the wall the decals. entire wall decals. Those mm-hmm. are kind of like those 
fat heads sports yeah, decals that yeah, you might yeah, have seen. Yeah. So that'd be awesome. Um, Chip the Tentacle Guy sent us tentaclesex.com. I'd never been there before. No. And I found it interesting because some of the pictures were of pregnant women with the illusion that um, allude, they alluded to the fact that the women got pregnant by the tentacle things. <laughs> so they were having tentacle babies. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, okay, hadn't thought of that. And then Bat sent a picture of how to train your octopus. So the girl's standing in the water, uh-huh. and there's a tentacle beside her with holding a cup of coffee. <laughs> so it's giving service. And you know what? I forgot. Shy Joy sent me one, and she's from uh, Purple Rose Society up uh-huh. in Akron. And you would have to read... I tried to explain the comic to you, and it just wasn't funny. You'd have to see the comic to see how funny it is. But there's like a, a couple laying on the bed, and then there's a bathtub next to them, and this girl jumps out, and she's wearing like this spongy costume that makes her look like an octopus. Right. And she's just like, oh, I'm going to soap you up, sort of thing. So she's a sponge, but she's an octopus, so she soaps up and she attacks the girl on the bed. Yeah, I guess you'd have to see that. Yeah, you'd have it's to see it. So, you know, so I told Shy Joy that um, someone was going to have to make me a costume like that, and I'd soap her up. <laughs> so, and but then, screw the tentacles. Yes, the hell with the tentacles. I, I the next one for you. some uh, foods, food on boobs. So a long time ago, when you started having this tentacle fetish, I said, well, I want some pictures of food on boobs. And Shan Wow sent me some fantastic uh, ex- pictures of her and Mr. T's exploration of the paleo diet. Uh, a showcase of lovely grilled thick-cut porterhouse steaks, which I uh, quite enjoyed uh, the food and the boobs. Uh, she <laughs> mentioned that they were sides, but they didn't fit on, on the, the plate. plate. That was a big-ass steak, too. And I find that interesting because I'm getting ready to start exploring paleo myself. So maybe her and I can have a... <laughs> so we do have a few other things to talk about, but we're going to have to just push them to the next episode as we are out of time. If uh, you would like to send me pictures of your boobs with food on them or get a hold of us for any other reason, you can get a hold of us at Dan and Dawn at eroticwakening.com. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, that's my part. Or the gut comment form on the webpage at eroticawakening.com. Lots of other ways to contact us as well as where we will be presenting past podcast episodes, links to the newsletter, and all other stuff at eroticawakening.com. And do you know how someone else got a hold of us recently? How's that? We have all those methods. And then I got a comment through Goodreads. Oh, yeah. So goodreads.com, I think is what it is. Our book is on there. And you can link to it and link to us and comment to us through that. Um, And, oh, darn, I forgot to put her name down. But um, someone wrote to me through Goodreads and said that they love the podcast, they love seeing us in person, and they're reading and reading and rereading the, our a section on jealousy that's in our second book, Sex Stories and Power Exchange. Yay. So that was neat. So as we've run out of time, but still, give me one more fetish off your list, and you don't Ooh. even have to do the top one. If oh, I don't. Good. Because the top one's like, what? Um... Ooh. <laughs> I got some good ones on here. Okay, how about fisting? How about fisting? <laughs> so fisting is a great fetish. Um, tell me about it from a receiver's perspective. From a receiver's perspective, I I lo- always loved the idea of being fisted. To me, that I like power exchange in my play. If I don't have power exchange in my play, it's very hard for me to get into the space that that I enjoy being in. And fisting to me was like the ultimate surrender 
to someone. It's very, um, with, well, the potential to be that. It's very um, vulnerable. I mean, it's a very vulnerable space to be. So mm-hmm. you're laying there, your legs are wide open, you know, and they're putting something up you that is not intended to be put up you. Right. And um, once they're inside, you know, it, it's very sensual and, and it's very... Um, it can be very painful, so you have to have someone that's paying attention. And, you know, so if you like being the center of attention, which I do sometimes, <laughs> um, that's a fetish that, that puts me at the center of attention because they have to pay attention to keep from hurting me. It's very up close and personal. It's very, um, oh, God, I don't know what words to use besides vulnerable and intense and deep and... I'm going to tell you, I've tried to do it with um, a couple of people before that were strangers, and it hasn't actually worked. I mean, and I find that I'm just the type of person, I would try it again with a stranger, (laughs) but I'm the type of person that it's such a sensual thing, it's such an intimate thing, that the more I know someone, the easier it is for it to to be accomplished. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I'm trying to think, I've actually done it, to a couple of people as well because I wanted that sense of intimacy but because of our safer sex practices I couldn't get that intimacy from another woman that I was really craving so I put the call out there and said hey I just want to get close and intimate you know and not have to to worry too much about the safer sex I mean I used gloves and things like that but um it's intimate enough that it fulfilled that that need that I had to make a connection with another woman. Mm-hmm. And it was just really interesting. And, you know, when you and, oh my God, when you and I do it, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. So, but you can't do it so much anymore. Well, I have a, a hand injury that has caused us to back off doing it. I don't know that we've tried it since the hand injury. I remember trying it once, but it's been a long time ago, so it was still a fresh injury, I think. But um, he said I gripped too tight, and I hurt the stuff that was in his hand after the surgery. So it sounds like you have a lot of sexual needs that I'm not accomplishing, honey. What? The double penetration, fisting, tentacles. I tell you, good thing that we have an open relationship. Good thing. we got so much other stuff that we do, and that stuff's just icing. All right, let's knock out that end bump. Oh, do we have an end bump? We do. (laughs) Bye, Dawn. Bye, Dan.